Hello, and welcome to Locked On Suns, part of Locked On Podcast Network. Today is our host, Evan Sider, and I'm joined by co host, Brendan Clean. You can follow me on Twitter at eSider. You can follow Brendan on Twitter at BrendanClean14. Also, make sure to follow our Locked On Suns Twitter page at LockedOnPHXSuns. Your supporter is very much appreciated, as always. As you guys know by now, we're joining you live from Talk Series Arena for our usual home recaps. Tonight, the Phoenix Suns lost 107 to 117 against the Golden State Warriors without Devin Booker, who sat with a right hamstring tightness. But I was telling you about this off the air, Brennan, but it seemed like through at least the 48 minutes, even though they lost by 10 points tonight, it seemed like it was one of their overall best efforts of the, of the season so far. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it's it's unfortunate for this team that we have to say that about losses. I think the, the Spurs game, this kind of felt similar to that one. I don't think they played quite as well because the Warriors are just a, a monster to deal with. But, you know, I think Tyler Johnson actually was, was pretty um, smart the way he was talking about it here even just being around the team for a couple days he referenced that Miami Heat team that started 11 and 30 and then finished 30 and 11 uh, two or three seasons ago that he it was the first season without Dwayne Wade and he said that in itself was a challenge and being in close games for so long helped them kind of learn once they were able to turn it around the luck switched a little bit and they won so I'm not saying that's necessarily coming because we know how inconsistent the Suns have been but these are the types of games you have to to get into and then hopefully eventually they they turn into wins yeah i'm right there with you and having a guy like tyler johnson in the locker room who by the way was pretty caught off guard i mean he's a fifth year pro and he's one of the leaders in the locker room now just yeah. first day in it must be crazy and he's never played for another franchise he was an undrafted guy who had to fight his way up and now it's like all right vet that's just weird <laughs> it's all on him and it's kind of crazy to think about that way just how you go from one situation to the other but Looking more at tonight's game, the Warriors really took over in that fourth quarter, Brennan, 35-22, and especially in the last five minutes or so of that game. But let's kick it off with our usual segments here to start off with our free throws, and I'll toss your way first. Yeah, I think the big one has to be DeAndre Ayton. Um, I was, I think everybody at this point is worried when he starts out so hot that it's going to fade. And it wasn't necessarily, I mean, he, what, he scored 12 points in the first quarter, yeah. so not fading would have been 48 points. Of course, that's not going to happen. That's not what I mean, but I think he kept kept the aggressiveness up especially on the the glass I think that's the place that I want to hit more than anything against DeMarcus Cousins and Draymond Green even Kevon Looney is a pretty solid big man for them so to to rack up 12 rebounds five on the offensive glass was was really important for the Suns to stay in this game and possessions on defense when the Warriors were missing a a bunch of shots they normally don't so um all all together I mean 23 points is obviously solid for him too but especially on the glass just a strong night and a consistent effort throughout the game were you surprised by that it seemed like right away i mean ayton was an easy mismatch for demarcus cousins i mean also in the speed category as well i mean come off a torn achilles with the cousins and you can tell right away ayton's speed and his footwork really were an issue for a guy like boogie yeah i think boogie's used to being able to kind of react to offensive players in the post and, and block their shot and kind of swallow them up and he just i mean or at least right now he can't do that so ayton definitely was getting some easy shots off that he probably wasn't expecting to be able to get. I mean, he said after the game just now, you know, Cousins is a lot bigger than I thought, which he said about pretty much everybody. But I don't think he – Aiton didn't play like he was intimidated by Cousins' size. and um, He even kind of had his way with him on the other end, a couple Cousins post-ups. He got – I don't know if he blocked him, but he definitely – verticality. Yeah, he definitely uh, made it tough on Boogie on the other end as well. So all things considered, I mean, considering that Aiton got – 
punked by uh, Damian Jones earlier in the year. Yeah, that was... It was nice to see him do that against an all-star. Nice to see that adjustment from a guy like DeAndre. But one more thing on DeAndre went home was just the aggressiveness. 20 shot attempts for him tonight without Booker. We also saw Jackson and Uber take 19 as well. But how much more often do you want to see DeAndre be a focal point of the offense? Igor mentioned that in his press conference when Kevin Zimmerman of Arizona Sports asked him about his playmaking. He said DeAndre is kind of the anchor of this team. And I, I want to see more of him as more of a primary role, even when Booker returns. Agreed. I, th- I hope, and I- I've been saying this all year, it's it's up to, to Aiton. It's not up to anybody else. This offense puts the ball in his hands a lot. Um, pick and roll situations in the post, at the elbow, at the top of the key. He has the ball. He has every opportunity to, to make plays, so it's on him. But I agree that I hope that we see this version of him more often and that doing it without Booker makes him feel more comfortable. We heard Booker say that about Jackson, where Jackson got into a groove without Booker in the lineup, and he told him, you know, keep doing that, even though I'm back. So, you know, maybe we see Booker sometime soon, and let's hope that both of these guys are getting shots up in the 15 or 20 range. Yeah, it'd be nice to see more of a equal sharing with those two. But for me, I'm going to go to my first free throw. It's Kelly Oubre Jr., who surprisingly didn't start again tonight. Dragon Bender got his start, who we'll hit on here in a few minutes, but Oubre was 9-19 from the field. 0-4 from 3 though, 7-9 from the free throw, and he continues to get to the free throw at a really great rate. 12 rebounds as well, really attacking the glass. 4 assists to 0 turnovers, even though the plus-minus really doesn't show it with how his impact was tonight. He was out there for most of these runs with, by Golden State, but 25 points, 12 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals. Once again, he's filling up the stat sheet. Yeah, a great night for him. I thought Honestly, at one point, I, I thought to myself, this might be the best game he's had here. I don't know if it's his highest scoring total. I don't think it is. I but think 27 was. Yeah, that sounds right. So, But six offensive rebounds. We just talked about how important that was for Aiton. Ubre was basically the same 12, 12 total, six offensive. Um, he was a pretty solid brim protector today. Got out and transitioned to stop some some fast break shots by the, by the Warriors. So, I mean, he, he played his game. It's not anything out of the ordinary for him at this point. But he will, he also had the ball in his hands a little more today without Booker there, without Crawford doing much of anything, without Okobo doing much of anything. Ubre was kind of running the crunch time offense there for a little bit because Johnson's so new. So that was interesting. Four assists for him. But, I mean, he just played his game and, and did what he's been doing, to be honest. Yeah, typical Ubre. We should hit on also that sequence with him and Draymond Green was kind of hilarious yeah. with him. He got and got and one he did his own thing like yeah. flashing his hair in his face and shoulder got, shrug into the head bump yeah yeah got him Draymond ejected from that so um we'll see how that ends up and how Draymond reacts in the post-game press conference from Golden State's locker room but more on Uber really quickly he played 34 minutes tonight Dragon Bender who I mentioned played 18 minutes tonight even though he started how curious are you to see once TJ Warren comes back because I think Nothing against TJ, but obviously I think Ubre fills more, checks more of the box of what you want next to Aiden as far as a starter. I know maybe maybe starting and doesn't starting doesn't matter at this point if he's playing 34, 35 minutes, but attacking the glass, that's one thing. Defensive activity, that's two things. You can also do steals and blocks. You can also facilitate if you need to. So I feel like the more I think about Brent, the more I just want to see Ubre like, start a game. <laughs> I yeah. think he's earned yeah. it. Uber is a much more complete player than TJ for sure. I mean, you just mentioned the impact he has night to night. Three steals today, four assists. He just puts up box score numbers. He just plays with energy, gets involved, gets his hands on on the ball. Um, so I think that type of activity is exactly what's absent from TJ's game, which makes it such a, an obvious difference there when when each of those guys are, are kind of in the game at the same time, especially. It's even more glaring, but... I mean, we'll see. I, I I just feel like if it's not happening now, yeah. if he's not doing it when Bender's his only other option, it just feels like it's not going to happen. But, I mean, speaking of Bender, that that's actually my second free throw. Not overall a great game from him by any means, but um, 
five assists. I just want to head on hit on his playmaking. His his passing is my second free throw. It really opened up a lot for the Suns' offense. You know, maybe not effective completely in crunch time when you're trying to just get easy buckets and and get the ball in the hoop any way you can to run the more complicated stuff in Igor's offense, especially when Tyler Johnson was in the game. But uh, overall, I mean, that high low we got. Maybe it's the only game we see it say, in the entire. And maybe the only one ever. If, if Bender leaves, maybe we don't see this happen again. But that high-low that we thought about in Summer League, it did flash today. So uh, I, I still feel like Bender um, could have had a different season if, if Summer League broke differently, if maybe if Ryan Anderson doesn't get traded here or whatever. But um, he's he's played about as well as you could hope in the limited minutes he's had this season. And tonight was another example. I feel kind of bad for Drug at this point because, I mean, you've seen him over the past 10 days. I mean, he goes from DMP CDs, yeah, he starts. Start. Yeah. I, what do you – I just feel bad for him at this point when he gets tossed around the rotation like that. But like you said, five assists tonight. Has he earned a spot in the – is it hard to tell if he's earned a spot in the rotation with how infrequent his minutes have been? Yeah, it's – I mean, it's just kind of where does he fit at, at a certain point. I think definitely I would – I would like to see him uh, get get a chance at least now that we've seen he can kind of handle it against bigger teams, uh, maybe at the four, maybe at the five, depending on how you want to do things. We haven't really seen him with playing next to Rashawn Holmes. Maybe that's something. I don't know. But I definitely think against teams that play two bigs, it's worth a shot. Yeah, we've seen it the past two games now. Utah against Derek Favors and now against Draymond Green, who was a size mismatch for Dragon. But for my second free throw, I'm going to go with Mikhail Bridges. Even though he was 5-13 from the field, 4 of 9 from 3 is the big thing here. By the way, if you take out Mikhail Bridges' stats for, for 3, 4 of 9, the Suns were 2 of 22 from 3. So he was really the only guy that was hot from 3 tonight. 5-6 from the free throw line as well, which is also great to see. What did you see out of Mikhail tonight? 19 points. Five rebounds, three assists, three steals. He's always putting up these defense production. But the more we see out of him over the past few weeks, I believe, really since the road trip in San Antonio, he's really creating for himself a lot more. He's getting a lot more comfortable doing that. Yeah, a couple of those threes off the bounce were just he crossed Draymond on his face. Yeah. yeah, and he he took one over KD that didn't go in toward the end of the game. But just the confidence to rise up for those shots against incredible defensive players like Draymond and KD, and this team in general to have the the confidence and aggressiveness to go do that is is awesome getting to the free throw line six times too i mean he wasn't just bombing from deep he's like you're saying he's he's becoming more of a real part of this offense the drive and kick the you know cutting and, and transition play all the different ways he impacted the game on offense at villanova we're starting to see more and more of He'll never admit this, I think, to the media. Like, you, you asked him about it, and he immediately pivoted to about team, like, as far as yeah. defense with Harden goes. But um, how, what have you seen defensively out of him? Because we've seen his role turn to really a point guard stopper, and we saw more of it tonight. We saw him a, little, a couple times against Steph Curry. I mean, we saw mostly Tyler Johnson on Clay Thompson. So what do you think about how they deployed McHill tonight against the likes of Durant? He also got switched on Curry and Thompson a few times. Yeah, I think uh, I know he stopped KD two times in isolation situations. I don't think he blocked him either time, but um, contested the shot and and KD front rimmed one of them and and missed the other. So the impact's there. I mean, he's he if he was on a good team, like think about if if the Sixers had drafted him. I, I don't want obviously like having him here. He's he's, he's helping this team, but he would be the kind of guy where national media is drooling over him and how much of a, a, a rising star he is so it shouldn't get ignored that he's still having a pretty legitimate impact on this bad of a team every single night being able to go up against 
James Harden, Donovan Mitchell, Kevin Durant, and, and actually hold up. I'm curious to see, actually, I'm going to look this up when I get back home, his, his splits since that San Antonio game. I think he's averaging way over 15 points per game. He's really shooting the ball a lot more aggressively, too. But before we go on to our second segment here, I want to tell you guys really quickly about our Locked on NBA show, or Locked on NBA Network. Now already following now on Twitter, at Locked on NBA Net. You should please do so. It's one of the more valuable resources out there on Twitter. Burr and I both follow. You can also follow along on that account with us for our Phoenix coverage. We also have 29 other great teams that are covered all around the Lockdown Network. So if you're not already doing so, go on Twitter, follow them at Lockdown NBA Net. I want to also tell you guys about an awesome new way to save money doing something that you usually don't save money doing, and that is buying or selling a house. And the place to do that is Homey. Homey charges you just $199 to list your house and just $1,299 when you close. You can also qualify for up to a $5,000 buyer refund, and they help you qualify and find and, and find the right match for a loan to help buy your house. So it's really all about saving money and giving you the support you need in the home buying experience at Homey. And on average, Homey customers save over $10,000. To learn more about my friends at Homey, you're going to text Homey, that's H-O-M-I-E, to 88588. Again, that's Homey, H-O-M-I-E, to 88588. All righty, let's, let's move on to flagrant fouls here, and I, I, I won't steal yours, so we'll, I think we're both going to hit the guard position, though. So I'll yeah. go Jamal Crawford here. Um, I think Dave King said it best, honestly. He just didn't have his legs. I mean, he looked like a guy nearing 40. He looked like a guy that, you know, is just going to have it some nights and not have it other nights. And I think the, re- the, the reason it's such a problem is most teams have another option. <laughs> if a guy doesn't have it one, like if Vince Carter in Atlanta, like if he goes out there and it's not working, they just play a different guy and they're probably still going to be competitive. The Suns have to play him 21 minutes anyway. So I think that's the... The real reason, and maybe that's not on him, but again, just especially with Booker out, his lack of production, lack of effectiveness really was was a standout. I'm totally there with you. I think the more I think about what Jamal Crawford, it's interesting rotation-wise too because just to hit on Crawford a few more minutes here, I, you see Troy Daniels gets DMPCD, and I don't want to pivot too much away from Crawford here, but why isn't Troy Daniels playing? Because when you see Crawford not doing well at all tonight, he was, I mean, he was really in the first few minutes you saw him playing, he's like, okay, he doesn't have it tonight. Why not use a guy like Troy Daniels off the bench? Because if I'm not advocating for Troy Daniels to lead, but if I was his agent and he's a valuable shooter and he's yeah. so many contenders need shooting, I'd ask for a buyout at this point. If you're not going to play him on an 11 win team, I mean, he's yeah. valuable elsewhere. I'd be interested to hear, you know, a report about what's going on there because it, it definitely seems like that should have happened. You saw in Indiana and Detroit, Wayne Ellington and, and Wes Matthews both are going to go there and potentially start for those two teams. Daniel's not quite the, the same player, not as big as those guys, not as versatile an offensive player, but still he could go be a rotation piece somewhere, and he's not even doing it here, which it has to be frustrating for him. He handles it like a pro. I mean, that guy's one of the the nicest dudes you'll meet, nicest dudes in that locker room, but it's just it is weird. It's, it's weird to see, and I think it's just Igor wanting to have multiple ball handlers on the court at one time, at all times. So Daniels isn't really that. He's not incredible attacking closeouts and making a, you know, one dribble and a good decision is like the phrase people use. He's not really that type of player. He's a shoot or give the ball up and reset the offense type of player, and I just don't think that works for Igor. But at this point, Jamal Crawford's not working for Igor either, which is why it's so kind of puzzling and frustrating. Yeah, I'm right there with you as well. And you see Crawford plays 20 minutes tonight. We're going to pivot over here for my flagrant foul is Elliot Kobo, who – Third straight game that really had a really rough go of it. 
three points, four assists. He had uh, multiple, or he didn't have zero, a single turnover tonight, but there was some miscommunication there. I saw one sequence that's really in my head still about him really dribbling past DeAndre Aiden when he was trying to set a screen, and Aiden yeah. kind of like yelled at him like, hey, what are you doing? Like, yeah. It seems like Okobo is still like trying to figure the offense out still, and that's kind of confusing to me because it seemed like early on this season, he was the point guard who actually knew the offense the most seemed like. It's been a long time since that happened, right? It was since we were hearing that. He, he definitely seems like the just the speed of the NBA and the just the amount of information you need to be able to process in in a game but also preparing for games is is just kind of overwhelming I mean I'm not going to go so far as to say I know that but just watching him it definitely seems like he gets kind of overwhelmed and defensively especially he, he dribbles kind of the air out of the ball a little bit on offense but defensively yeah the same exact thing I think he just makes commit silly fouls three fouls in 20 minutes here for him today the whole team had a problem with fouling but um just you you just would have hoped to see a little bit more growth and there's still plenty of time to do it he's had flashes and he's a young player but um especially with booker out you you know you kind of hope but maybe the reality is they just we're back to the obvious which is they just don't have enough backcourt talent yeah he's he just by the way he, as you guys know if you listen to the podcast he is a combo guard from france he just became a point guard less than that two years ago. So it's obviously an adjustment period for a Kobo. But I wanted to ask you this as well. Once D'Anthony Milling, I imagine, comes back after the All-Star break, and now Tyler Johnson's going to be more in- integrated into Igor's system, how do you see that point guard rotation shaking out, or at least that guard rotation? Because we have four guys now, and it seems like a Kobo or Crawford's going to be the odd man out. I think it, it ideally would be Crawford, just because you want to see a Kobo get some time. I mean, if they, in close games, in games they want to win, I think that might be Crawford, just because what we just said if Crawford at least can play some semblance of that playmaking shooting type of role that's more valuable than a Kobo who's kind of a negative on both ends right now yeah I agree with you there as well so it's gonna be interesting to see how this goes because once Mellon returns and once Johns gets more integrated like I said it's gonna be one of those two guys who likely doesn't see a lot of playing time moving forward but let's move on to a stat to watch here Brian I'll throw it your way first I think the I just kind of tipped my hand there but 28 it's the amount of personal fouls just sent the Warriors to the line 35 times the the margin of error is so low against the Warriors for every single team they're they're far and away the most talented complete team in the league and so if they're going to miss shots like they did tonight 10 of 29 from three especially early in the game they gave the Suns a lot of opportunities by missing shots they normally make if they're going to do that, you've got to take advantage, and that means not giving them easy shots at the free throw line, not turning the ball over, not, you know, they did well rebounding, so I guess the Suns had that as well. But uh, the fouls were just allowed the Warriors to keep it close and then ultimately come back and win the game. Yeah, ultimately just a young team. We saw it tonight in the last five minutes. Like, yeah. it kind of can get overwhelming at times against the defending champions who are likely to be three-time NBA champions by the end of this season. But let me go to my stat to watch here, which I found interesting. Igor actually mentioned the post-game press conference. He finally hit that number. It's been a while, actually, since the guy over 33s. But 31 three-pointer attempts tonight. And like I mentioned with Mikhail Bruce, he made four of those six three-pointers tonight, 19% from three. I think if two or three extra of those threes fall, they might have won this game. That's exactly what Igor said. Yeah, just, you know, Bender had a few open looks. Oubre, you usually can count on to be Crawford as well. pretty clutch. Crawford had a, a few open ones, yeah. So just a not an uncharacteristic night. I think that's an area Johnson will definitely help, especially with Booker in there. Uh, both of those guys moving on and off the ball and kind of using them both in motion in the half court will be exciting. 
one of fours is probably not what you should expect from Johnson. So I actually have a bonus one too, which is 20. That's DeAndre Ayton's free, uh, field goal attempts. That's tied a career high. So he had 19, I think, on Wednesday, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's he's been getting more shots up. And, you know, it's kind of a silly number to count because it doesn't show you everything about how he's playing, but it's nice to see. He's being more aggressive, which is, which is definitely a promising sign for the last second half of the season. But one more question I wanted to hit on before we end today's podcast. And Devin Booker didn't play tonight. It kind of surprised me a little because I watched him warm up and he seemed fine to me. I mean, obviously it's precautionary reasons, but would you doubt now that he plays at all until past the All-Star break? They have two games? Yeah, at, at Sacramento and at Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like maybe he will. I, I don't necessarily think it matters too much. I mean, the rest will help him tremendously either way, but I think... At this point, he's missed so many. I maybe would have said yes a while ago, but now it's getting to the point where it's like he needs to get on the court and play basketball with these guys. So especially with Johnson, if you feel like he's a piece you want to keep, you know, just developing as a team, I, I, I feel like getting him out there at this point with how many games he continues to miss, I think the precaution is is good. But if he can get out there and warm up, if we're already that close, I, I would put him out there. But, you know, maybe we're still reacting to what he said his pain level is, which is probably a lot less than what it actually is, seeing as how he's missed three games. Yeah. And you see more just the splits here. Nine, sub 20% from the three-point range, sub 40% from field goal percentage overall, and that's where you definitely miss a guy like Devin Booker in that situation. But to wrap things up, guys, final score, 117-107, the Golden State Warriors defeated the Phoenix Suns. The Suns now still have 11 wins in the season, and it's slowly creeping towards 50 losses in the season. So it's going to be maybe a rough stretch here before the All-Star break. They play at Sacramento and at the Clippers to close things out before the All-Star break. So until then, guys, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow to, to, for our next episode. Appreciate it.